Bill, you should tell tell us a scary story. Let's let's throw that on to the podcast. Let's do it. Know any man? No, it's been oh, so long. Aren't, aren't we living through one? <laughs> yeah, just like pull up the news real quick and just read it. <laughs> one time, this yeah. reality TV show star got elected to be the president of the country. <laughs> oh my god! Just start reading nineteen. And then everybody died. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Noon Fifteen podcast. I'm your host Dan Cole, and I'll take you behind the scenes of Noon Fifteen, an independent band writing, performing, and recording original music. This season, we'll talk about the band's sophomore album, Finish What You Started, and get the story behind one song per episode, as well as the ups and downs of working around day jobs, babies, and band shakeups here in Ithaca, New York. At the end of each episode, you'll hear the song in its finished form. Thanks for listening, and welcome to Noon 15, the podcast. So I've been, I've been trying to think about this as the Corin cast. Yes. You know, the, the last one we did was pretty much remote, but this just, of course, has a whole different feel to it. Mm-hmm. And... I'll say for for months now, I've been just waiting to see the kind of creativity that has been afforded by four months of such creative people not being able to be out there doing their thing. How long has Outside been in the works, if you will? Dunning and Kruger tell us things are looking good and they're outside, baby, they're outside. We should have known they would. I grin very like I should, but you're outside, baby. Has it been four months? Has it been four days? So it's fairly early on in, in like that initial quarantine. Um, when at the very beginning of it all, I was like manically productive. I, uh, I don't know. I like wrote a bunch of uh, solo tunes. I, you know, I, I messed around with some stuff for noon 15. I reached out to like a bunch of different random musicians that I know locally and just like through the internet. And like, just was like, let's just make something. Cause that was just my means of, um, processing everything that was going on. And, uh, you know, so, so, but I, I really wanted something that we could do with new 15. That would be, you know, an interesting project that would generate something new. Um, and that also kind of, <sighs> carried with it some kind of like character of what it was like to be isolated at that time. And so, I don't know, I think I was just, it just kind of popped into my brain one morning I was in the shower and I texted Sam as soon as I got out of the shower, I was still naked. So now Sam, you can think about Usually, that. <laughs> I have a feeling it's, it's, it's a two way street too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, Sam was like, Harry, you have really fat fingers. This is strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I I texted everybody out and I said I wanted to make a a found sound thing with just the noises of quarantine, and that's how the idea was born. And from there, it kind of took life. And so that I just told everybody to send me videos of of them doing things and yeah. sounds and. Um, and then you made I it thought, into the beat that it is basically. Yeah, kind of. I, I, I saw what I got kind and I, cause I, I have done like, I've done like little experiments like it before, you know, um, nothing that ever came to anything, but I knew kind of what I was looking for, um, as far as the sounds that I would need. And so I got a few sounds that I liked that I could use. And then after that, I texted out specific people and was like, Hey, can you, blowing a beer bottle or 
can you, yeah, I just like started, <laughs> started looking for things that I, that I thought that I would need. When I first got the song from Sam, um, he had kind of loosely described it as just like sounds of quarantine. I didn't really wrap my head around what exactly that meant in this case. You know, I'm, I'm listening through and right off the bat, it's like, wow, I've never heard anything like this from doing 15, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I'm trying to, I'm going throughout the song like, hold on, is Joe still in the band? Did I miss something? Like, what, what is everyone actually doing here? And then I watched the video that you made, Harry, and it just... <laughs> it changed everything. I get it now, you know? <laughs> right. Um, never... Without any context, it would be very confusing. <laughs> You'd think that we have completely replaced the band with a really lackluster drum machine and a Mellotron, and that's it. <laughs> so the drums were a kick drum made out of Tommy hitting a window. Um, the hi-hat was a little hydrogen peroxide spray bottle. So Phil sent me this beautiful video that was the most useful video. It's because he's a drummer and he knows what he's doing. Um, but he just like, he sent me this when I first sent out, like, what do you, you know, send me the, the sounds of what you're doing. He sent me this video of him cracking open something. I think it was a beer or something. I don't know. Um, oh, White cloth. And he just... He just milked out all... Was it a hard cloth? I heard a hard cloth. Oh, I respect oh. you less. Um, <laughs> they, wait, they say they taste shitty, right? I'm sorry. This is a, no, I, this is a classic Mandy tangent, but I... Why do people fucking like white cloth? It tastes bad. Because it's low-calorie. Low and and we're, we're just... Look, we're dispensing with the pleasantry of, of like enjoying the flavor like let's just get down to brass tacks you want to be drunk and you don't want to get fat so here have a fucking white cloth. here's what it tastes like to me here's how i would describe it it tastes like the fart of a vodka cranberry yeah that's yeah, what that's it tastes right. like to me that's or like the the armpit are you are you coming from the perspective of somebody that's had a lot of vodka cranberries or tasted a lot of farts? Uh, so anyway, we were talking about what what sounds are on the track. <laughs> Cracking open of a can is um, everything from like a snare drum rim shot to like little ghost notes and like all the I, I really I like milked the can for all the sounds that it was worth and it was great. And then he slurped it, and I turned that into sort of like a filter sweep. And he went, ah, and that was our 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 crash symbol. Um, and it, like I really, I just used the hell out of that one video uh, for a lot of our drums. And then we had Mason uh, play the snare. He yeah. just hit it. That was a fun little. He did a little, little blend. Thing. That wasn't bad. Yeah. Yeah. And his noon fifteen shirt. Yep. Yeah, it that was great. Shirt. Yeah, that was a nice <laughs> touch. For bass, I play. I I blew onto a um, growler just to get a the lowest sounding bottle noise I could. We had Mandy play not only an Elijah Craig bottle but a Woodford Reserve Woodford, bottle. I saw yeah. that. Yeah. Got a nice little Doppler effect there. Mm. 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 Okay, one more. 
Appreciate the the fine differences in timbre there. Joe played a beer <laughs> bottle. Cat clinked some wine glasses. Oh, yeah. Mandy and I played uh, Legend of Zelda on N sixty four. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. If you hit CF, will she say listen? Great. We got so many good sounds. We got some hey listens in there. Our main like pad was, I was just like playing around with Tommy and he just did some like cooing and eyeing and I sort of took that. Uh, uh, Everything, all the, all the tone, you know, pitch instruments, I basically just took the original sound and repitched everything and into what I wanted it to be. Whenever we get around to playing live again, it means I'm going to have to figure out how to resample and then play the sound of <laughs> Harry's son going, ah. <laughs> I'll send it to you because I have it like, yeah. now that it's all tuned up, it's like, I could just send you whatever pitches you oh, want. Oh yeah, and really. the, new, uh, the new sampler in Logic is really great. Like I can absolutely make it just a patch that I can play. So it's, it's happening. That's awesome. So there were no, like, if you will, traditional instruments used in this song. Is that right? Well, there was a snare, but it wasn't our Play, traditional drummer. Play so. right, but, shot a small uh, child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was starting to do, like, my rundown of, like, you know, crediting everyone in the band and what they played. And I, I'm not going to lie, I, I kind of came up empty-handed with it. You know, this was just a full team effort. But so, Harry, you, you mm. kind of just said, make crazy noises and send them to me. You made this beat up in your head. Did you like you put it all together too, and then made the video? Did everything? Well, I so I made the I made the beat and the you know I wrote the chords and the structure and everything, but I didn't write the the tune or the lyrics, and oh, okay. because I wanted I wanted there to be you know part of part of what makes Noon Fifteen, I think, is the collaboration. So yeah. I wanted there to be collaboration, and so I sent it off to Sam. Yeah. So Harry sent us this crazy track then after he'd been. Uh, very, you know, patiently getting us to make all these sounds. So the beat and everything pretty much laid down. I just kind of wrote a melody and lyrics to how I heard it. And it's a weird form, like one verse, and then it's just kind of a pre-chorus and choruses, and all the choruses have different lyrics for the most part. Right. But it just seemed to fit. Fighting so hard to be a cog in the machine while they're outside. Baby, so outside. Two ears, no in between. It's funny. I wrote the lyrics. It must have been late March or early April after you had put it mm. together. And at the time, people were protesting lockdown. And there's, right. you know, it was the, the, I saw that picture that was going around a lot of the angry white guy who, who looks like the creepy pawnbroker from Parks and Recreation um, <laughs> screaming into the face of a, of a police officer with a mask. With a mask. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when I wrote the song, it was about that. It was about why is this worth protesting when we're trying to deal with public health? Yeah. Just want to keep my family safe, but there's no space to hide. Dunning and Kruger tell us things are looking good and they're outside, baby, they're outside. We should have known they would. Uh, but then it took us a while, you know, Mandy and I were moving and stuff, so we didn't actually record vocals or anything for a minute. And then by the time uh, we were ready to do that, 
uh, all of a sudden saying that protesting is stupid felt really different because people were protesting uh, things other than uh, you know, just haircuts. not being able to get their yeah. haircut. Um, things, so, things that are actually a, um, a threat to the American population, like right. police brutality, not wearing masks, hmm. which uh, ironically... Not according to the people that you were talking about in the song, though. Yeah, I mean, right. they are, we're talking about the same people here, I guess, right? <laughs> Their fragile egos are very threatened by masks. Yeah. I didn't have to change much, but just a little bit so it didn't sound like a song about protesting <laughs> being dumb. Uh, right. It's a song about what makes outrage over scientifically determined public safety measures permissible by the state, but outrage over state-sanctioned violence means you get shot at and persecuted. So, um, yeah, that's my, for this whimsical number, those are the, the lighthearted lyrics that, that I was inspired to write. <laughs> forgive me if this is a stupid question, but should I, should I know who Dunning and Kruger are? I'm so glad you asked. Dunning and Kruger tell us things are looking good and they're outside. I, kn I knew that this uh, this might come up. So the uh, the Dunning-Kruger effect is the name of the scientifically observable phenomenon that the less actual knowledge you have about a subject or situation, the more confident you are that you're right yeah. about it. Right. <laughs> right. So, Ooh, wow. It, I like that term. That's, yep. That's I knew, nice I, Joe, I knew you would. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> it was, yeah, D Dunning and Kruger were these two science. I forget what university they were associated with, but they did some, we heard, we heard about this on, on NPR, of course. This American uh, life. On this American yeah, life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, uh, they like did some study where they checked with people who, you know, how confident they were about how they were going to do on a test and pretty much across the board. It's the people who had no idea what they were doing that were like, I'm going to nail this. <laughs> and the people who really knew the material were always like really anxious about making sure that, you know, they, the, the, the more, the more, you know, the more, you know, you don't know. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. And it's really the theme for our times. So, uh, I, I, mean, I grew I, up in Newark Valley. It's been a theme for a while, but I, I, I never knew <laughs> the term, but it makes perfect sense, really. And the more you know, brother. you know, you don't know shit. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to pay royalties on this podcast now. Fuck. No, just <laughs> that was like half a line. Sorry. Sorry, credit, Good Credit them. Yeah, there you go. You credited them, so it's good. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's all, all well, it was about all about encapsulating this this era we're living through in this, especially, you know, being a band from the United States. It's a real uh, badge of pride right now. Let me tell you. Yeah. So the vocals here, Sam and Mandy, obviously, I'm sure recorded theirs in the same realm. But Harry, I imagine you did yours somewhere else and and phoned it in kind of thing. Yeah, I just well, they Harry's always phoning it in. <laughs> I'm always. <laughs> Sam and Mandy sent me theirs and I popped them into a session and then just went up into my music nook. And yeah. Did mine make try to make sure if you look at me closely in the video, I have this kind of kind of very frightening look on my face. And it's because I am staring so intensely at the lyrics because I need to make sure that I get them exactly right with the same timing that Sam and Mandy did. Yeah. And it just makes me look really fucking angry at something <laughs> just off camera. I'm like, the lyricist, probably. <laughs> I, the first couple of takes, I feel like my face was like, 
I had a very furrowed brow, I'll say. You need uh, descriptive audio. I was <laughs> I trying like- to, to like, I, we usually, before we record, we've played the song a few times, but of course, like, I'm just singing along to this track. And, um, so yeah, it took me a little bit to kind of lock them all in there. I, I think mm. you can really tell the elements that are the, the collaboration as writers between me and Harry, because the track is this really infectious, but still clever pop groove. And the lyrics are this barrage of syllables that I'm like. <laughs> when I heard the demo, I like shouted across the house to Sam. I was like, God fucking damn it. You're making me say Dunning and Kruger. Every hook. <laughs> Dunning and Kruger. It's like, it's a hard. <laughs> and it's not, it like doesn't make sense emphatically or anything. So yeah. But it was, but uh, it's, the lyrics are pretty vicious, really. So it was a lot of fun digging into them once I sort of knew, knew where they all happened. What was going on? Yeah. 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 It's going to be expected, right? That you run into some things that obviously aren't the same as when you're all in the same room. Was there anything that you were like, oh, wow, I didn't think this would be such a big problem? We changed the key of the track. <laughs> we did change key. We dragged, we, dragged uh, we really, Harry, Harry did his part, like, it's been done for like two months now. And we were like, yeah, we'll record those vocals for you, pal. And, uh, and then like, whatever it was like, it was probably a full, probably close to three months after he finished the track that we're doing the vocals and I'm texting him like, Hey, how hard would it be for you to bump all the, all the sounds up a whole step? So it's because I wasn't (laughs) thinking about what I had no idea what key it was in because it was just, we never played anything on it. Right. It's also like, Oh, the the melody line I wrote isn't, it would fit a lot better in Mandy's voice if we just ratcheted it up. Just (laughs) B flat is a, is a good key for me, but the tessitura was very low. Look in the street. At the huddled self-absorbed They are armed to the teeth To demand a haircut Yeah, well, that I mean, honestly, that, that said, that little, like, hiccup really was not that huge an issue uh, in the grand scheme of things. It was like I was literally able to just, like, pop on a pitch shifter for all the toned instruments and it, it was fine yeah back when you guys were uh like in the middle of moving and i was like hey you guys can you t- like stop everything you're doing and record this song uh i was like no it's okay i'll you know what they're busy I'll, I'll tackle this from like another angle and so i started like making a video uh and that was a big fucking mistake i i like there's like a whole other session video session file that is just right in the garbage uh it will just never see the light of day where i was trying to build it up you know every instrument quote unquote air quotes here on its own track in a, in this video file on a computer that is not made to process video <laughs> and it is just absolutely it's like there's a room in hell where <laughs> somebody just has to like line up this <laughs> fucking video track to make it play uh, anyway that, so yes so yes there was definitely a learning curve as far as um making music this way for me from a video editing standpoint certainly the video is incredible dude i i can't <laughs> uh, there are so many little tiny cuts in it holy shit 
only <laughs> imagine. You. Also, it destroyed me. What consistently made me crack up laughing is your is your selfie <laughs> zooming <Yeah>. in. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> really creepy, man. It's so weird. Yeah, it's pretty creepy. It's pretty oh though. my god! Just keep it going. That's the last one, right? Oh, I was gonna, and I'm one. sorry, Joe. Like I, that's like that's your solo. Oh, there like, are. I, I know that. I know that. Like you didn't actually play that solo or write it even or imagine it, but like. I, it's your bottle sound. Oh, that whole solo is your bottle sound. Oh, I love it. And, uh, but I just thought you gotta it was learn funnier that solo to now, see man. this emerging horror face <laughs> from Mandy. Your fucking face. <laughs> Rather than the same little blip of, of your bottle sounds <laughs> coming I in just, over and over again. I described it to Harry as perfectly excruciatingly long. <laughs> It's so <laughs> long. Oh my god! It, it feels like it's like half the video. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like we just need to commit to it at this point because we goofy. Yeah, we we goofy. Find some crazy sound on your vocal pedal and learn that shit. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm getting to know the vocal pedal a little bit better. Yeah. That thing is kind of complicated. And and make that face when you're singing. <laughs> That's the line right there. <laughs> if, you can, with the if you can do that and sing at the same time, it's not it's a great. You have to hum or something. Vocally, <laughs> like as a voice teacher, I don't think I should do that. No. That doesn't fucking matter. Like, whatever, whatever sound comes out, like show us what. Got like auto tune yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll have like it modulate. Yeah, there you go. My my yeah, idea perfect. for our eventual like band live arrangement as I think, I think Joe should play the solo on the guitar. And I think Mandy should slowly walk off the stage and into the crowd <laughs> making that face. I, there are a lot of like hypothetical videos and performances that involve me doing some, some weird shit. It's like a Japanese like, horror movie. <laughs> Like direct eye contact with uh, the audience or camera. But that is something I've been curious about: is how how do you play this live? We'll One see. day I think we'll play <laughs> together again, and we'll find out. Right. Yeah. So you, I mean, you guys haven't had a chance to even play together still. No. no. Uh, so we. The five of us have not been able to play together in yeah, different yeah. combinations. We've some of us have seen each other. Are you looking to make any plans to get out there? Things are opening up a bit. Bands are starting to play out places. Is that anything you're discussing, or not right now? I think it de it depends on the situation, right? There are sure. certain, right. certain things that yeah. I I would say yes to, uh, and certain things that uh, I see the red flags. I'd be happy to let have the relief of getting to play with all these folks again and perform a yeah. little bit, but, uh, yeah. you know, I also, I'm with, with this group of people, I'm in it for the long haul. So I want there to be a long haul. <laughs> Play a gig where people have to be six feet apart, wearing masks and all yeah. that. It's like, I I'm, I'm down to wait until we can not have You're to right. do all that stuff and be actually be social. Like, I know I, I get it. Like I'm, I understand the precautions and all that stuff, but like, course, yeah, I'm willing to wait it out personally. Yeah. I'd rather just go and hang out and jam just with like the five of us than 
play some half-assed gig where people really, I mean, people can't really dance, right? You know, people can't really. So it's, it's just weird. I don't know. Yeah. They weren't dancing before. <laughs> we'll play that. We'll, we'll, we'll play that uh, Ransom Steel Tavern gig. That was really our first socially distant gig. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we played plenty of socially distanced gigs. I mean, yeah, that, I, guess, I guess playing for, for people for, you know, 10 half capacity or less standing six feet apart wouldn't really be that weird. Yeah. What I've said to some bandmates is like, we all have different levels of comfort, but it's not just comfort, right? It's our bodily safety. That's the, that's the concern. So you can't go with, you know, the person who's most comfortable in that situation. You have to go with whoever, whomever needs to feel the most safe. That's what you got to do. It will feel the best when quarantine is over to play with this band, my band again. <laughs> There's like a risk assessment that you make when, when you, when you play a gig under these conditions. And like, right, I just can't yeah. imagine the kind of gig you're allowed to have now, possibly outweighing, you know, for me, the, the risk, the risk for me, just cause like, you know, uh, there are, there yeah. are, I, I have lots of vulnerable people in my immediate association that, Right. Just, right. Yeah, sure. Um, three sure. three out of five of us are playing gigs right now, by the way. So like three out of three out of five of us have played gigs. Played yeah. gigs on played on Friday. Weird problems that I never ran into before I'm now running into. Like I, you know, my like fu- my like funding for making new music is, is like dried up and like I have no way to replenish that. And yeah. uh it, it's just completely bizarre. It's such a weird time. But like I don't know. At the same time, it's also kind of pushing me. If 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 part of this band has always been building an online following, then it seems like now would be the time to pioneer a way to do that. To that end, you know, it's it's not the time to look at gigging and all that. So what what are you looking at right now? How are you keeping busy? Well, I made a video where I took a bunch of bullshit and I turned it into music. <laughs> oh, who's next? <laughs> We, uh, Look ahead. What a, are you looking ahead to at this point? You know, I wrote a couple of, I've written a few new songs for this band, uh, over quarantine. So, uh, we've got those, but we also have, um, tracks from finish what you started that we're going to, and we're going to finish what we started. Yeah. We got a few <laughs> in the can. Well, that brings me around, I guess, to my usual rundown, right? So outside by noon 15, uh, we have three vocalists in this song, Mandy Goldman, Sam Lukowitz, and Harry Nichols. The three of them also play other instruments. Uh, Noises. Also on other instruments in this song, we have Joe Massa, Phil Shea, Kat Nichols, Thomas Nichols, and Mason Massa. Did I miss anyone? Gordy. Gordy, of <laughs> course. Gordy Goldman? Gordy Goldman. Gordy the cat? He is, Gordy Goldman. He, okay. Gordy Goldman. He's my child. He's my old Jewish child. <laughs> to the teeth to demand a haircut 
Thanks for listening to the Noon 15 podcast. Visit noon15.com to subscribe and for more music, videos, and info on upcoming shows. If you like what you hear, tell your friends and leave us a review on iTunes. Tune in next time for another trip behind the scenes with Noon 15. There he is. Oh, he's, he's a jewelry <laughs> store owner for sure. He's a Gordy Coleman. <laughs> Buddy Goldman's fine jewelry. <laughs> you gotta stare at the case, so you gotta buy something. What are you doing? <laughs>